right, well, welcome to the Patriot Playbook. Uh, once again, you're stuck with me. Uh, my name's Tim Ginter. I'm the Athletic Director at Germantown Academy. Uh, we've had a really great time with this project so far. Uh, and again, I want to thank Mr. Cicchino, uh, the man behind the glass, although he's not technically behind the glass, for all his support and for everyone that's been listening. Um, but we're going to break from our normal format today. And this is our very first special edition of the Patriot Podcast. And I want to start it this way. In today's day and age, we overuse words a lot. Things like superstar, goat, Mount Rushmore, legends, they get thrown around way too casually as far as I'm concerned. But that is not the case today. Um, And ironically, our guest is all of these things. Uh, Today we are joined by the one and only Ginny Hoffman. Thanks so much, Tim. That's so flattering. (laughs) I'm all kerflumped. So I'm just going to start from the, I'm going to start from kind of the beginning, right? 44 full-time years in athletics, an absolutely unbelievable career. What drew you to it? And do you remember the moment or possibly moments as you were growing up when you said, this is what I want to do? I actually do. I, I sort of had an epiphany in ninth grade. So I was in a junior high that was seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. And we could sit out at lunchtime uh, on the hillside and the boys were running around down below us or whatever. And I was talking to my friends and I suddenly, it dawned on me that um, I could do this for a living, like physical education, being outside every day, enjoying the nice weather. And I had been you know, I'd started playing sports in junior high, hockey and basketball and lacrosse. And actually we were kind of a combination softball lacrosse team. And I was like, this is a job. Like these people do this for a living. And I was like, this would be really great. Um, And I told my parents and they didn't think it was such a great idea. (laughs) They had other plans for me. Um, But I sort of, after that ninth grade thing, never really wavered from it because I so loved sports and I loved being outside. And I thought this is a a great career. And so when I got to college, um, you know, I obviously went to Westchester, which was like the, you know, pinnacle of uh, physical education at the time and athletics and got into the program. I never looked back. It was just so much fun and just doing all the different sports. And I was a multi-sport athlete myself and being able to even do more. I picked up equestrian riding in college along with the other things I was already doing. Um, I never looked back. It's so funny. I, I, I've talked about this to my mom a couple of times. Uh, in a similar fashion, uh, when I told my mom that I wanted to go into education, I wanted to be a teacher, I wanted to coach, and her comment to me was, are you sure? I'm, I don't even know if you like kids. <laughs> now, I've coached some people and taught some people that may want to try to back that one up, but um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So uh, as far as, as here, and we'll come back a little bit later to that, um, I'm not sure if anybody is better equipped to answer this question. What makes GA so special? (laughs) I think it's the people. Um, The people you see here every day, the students, the faculty. It's just such a magic place. When I came here, you know, and I was just out of college when I started here, I, I just couldn't get over how wonderful everybody was, how supportive they were, how much it was like a family. And particularly for me being in physical education, athletics, how supportive they were of athletics and physical education, like the independent schools, you know, G had a million teams of everything. Everybody was welcome to play. And I came from a public school where in junior high, 
120 girls went out for basketball, and they took 20 and said goodbye to the rest. And although I started my basketball career there, it didn't last through high school. I went back to swimming. You know, I thought of all these people that got cut that could have had a great career. And then here we were at GA where everybody was welcome to play. There was a team for everybody. And I thought, what a fabulous place. Who knew there were schools like this that didn't cut you <laughs> and that you could participate whether you were a superstar or whether you just loved being out there with your friends and, and or wanted to try something new. But the people that were here were just the department, uh, the camaraderie in our department when I came on. Uh, it was just a great place to come to work every day. What was that? path like so you're a student at Westchester mm -hmm. and you graduate and then that fall right yep. you're in the hallways of, of the old Germantown Academy before we knock all the buildings down and build the new ones right that's the truth so what what was that what was that like did you kind of trip into it Is I did it sort of trip in through my college roommate my college roommates um, uncle and father were both principals in public schools and she had a connection and ended up coming here to work in the swimming program and had come here and she was living with one of our other college roommates who lives right down the road in Ambler. She was from uh, Paoli. And so she had said they were looking for people to coach and to help with lower school PE. So we used to do lower school PE in the afternoon, all fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, because six was in lower school then, all had PE last period four days a week. So the entire fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. So the whole PE department <laughs> taught at the end of the day. And uh, they needed help to cover all the, because they offered a variety of activities. They basically needed like three people for every, you know, girl section. So anyway, uh, she said they're looking for help. So I came in, started with part-time PE in the afternoons. I'd come in then and then coaching. And then I knew she was getting married at the end of the year. Her husband was in the Marines and she wasn't going to be staying here. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe there'll be an opening for me. But she left and another teacher who was here at the same time left as well. And so now there were two openings. Um, so I applied immediately because I'd been here, you know, working um, and coaching. And so I was able to, you know, get a full-time job. So I, I, we could spend the entire podcast just talking about the different things that you've done over <laughs> your 44, four, and I say 44 full-time years because you're still here helping Still us. here, 48 yeah. years and going strong Absolutely, working in the admissions right? so department. I, I have to make that divide line, right? <laughs> it's okay. full-time years. Um, I shouldn't, but I, I do. Um, other than athletics and coaching, you know, one of the things that's great about communities like this and GA specifically is like they always need help in other areas and we thrive when people kind of pick up that ball so to speak and say I, I can absolutely give you you know two week two days a week or two week two afternoons a week or whatever so besides for the sports what have you enjoyed the most like what are some of the things that you look back on and you say you know associate athletic director head coach of field hockey, head coach of um, lacrosse, JV ice hockey. I know yeah, you were very, you were very brought home the big that trophy one. with Absolutely. that one. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> but outside of athletics, what are some of the things that you just, you remember maybe more than others? Oh gosh, getting involved with the theater program, the Belfry. When I first came, um, we didn't have a theater. So we owned, the small gym was the theater. And so they would always rehearse after we were finished practice. Um, they would come in and set up and they'd have to rehearse every night. And at that time, a lot of faculty were took part in the various productions. And I was that I always loved theater. And I was like, oh, I would love to do something like that and, you know, and jump in. And so when I um, 
got was doing the athletic directing and working in the admissions department and started the admissions department, which has been terrific doing both of those things. I stopped coaching in the winter uh, from doing three sports. And I thought, and the first thing I said to myself was, oh, I'm going to go get involved in the theater. <laughs> I'm not coaching. I didn't take it like as I'm going to take off now. I'm going to get in the theater. And that experience was terrific. Doing the plays with the students and seeing how hard they work um, and relating how, how close it is, obviously, to coaching. You're, you know, you're learning something. But you think about the fact that, you know, in a course of a season, I get like 21 tries or 22 tries to get it right and to get things, you know, if it doesn't go right. But the theater, they work for three months and they get three shots. We used to do three productions of the play. And if you don't make it in those three shots, you know, it seems unbelievable, you know, that you've done all this work and it didn't come out the way you wanted it to. And I loved that experience. And the theater people were so welcoming to me. Um, and it was, that was a terrific experience. I can't see anywhere else I could have worked that would have let me have done that. And I was in, I don't know, probably seven or eight productions of theater at GA. It was terrific. I mean, I, I say that all the time, right? Like only here, I'm sure it happens other places, but like, you know, some, the, the athlete who plays a fall sport and is in the winter or spring production of the play, um, the first chair, you know, fill in the blank instrument who's also the captain of like the ice hockey team. Like there's all of these, you know, from in the outside world, from the outside looking in would say, wow, what a bizarre marriage of two things or three things. But here, the longer that you're, the longer that you're here and you know, year nine for me, the more you see that and you're like, yep, that's what makes us us. Yep. It's a place where you can do anything. It's, that's what makes the school so great. You can do anything. Nobody says you just have to be just an athlete or just a musician or just an actor. You know, there's everything you want to get involved in here. There are people who cross all those realms. And I can remember one of the productions we did, a whole bunch of my team jumped in and tried out with me. And we were like all in a dance number together. And we just had the best time. It was hysterical learning, you know, the dances and doing everything with the, the girls that I was coaching in hockey and lacrosse all that same year. And it gave us a whole new way of seeing each other, um, and it was so much fun. And, and that's what's great about GA. There's, there's so many opportunities to get involved with other things, but that was something that really meant a lot to me. Well, even when I first started uh, you know, teaching history and coaching baseball and going to morning meetings, you always made it a point to include those uh, events mm-hmm. in your morning meeting announcements, uh, the sports report. Um, which I've taken over with not as much fanfare, but, um, you know, you always included those things, yep. you know, whether it was um, the results of the chess club or, you know, your, you know, your highlights of um, the winter or the spring production in like 45 seconds <laughs> or less, right? Like the, it, but those are things I, I would think, I would almost guarantee those are things that the students that have come before would remember if given an opportunity to be like, what were some of the most memorable things, right? I, I, I grew up, I'm a child of the eighties. So I, I think I always thought of the guy who did the micro machines commercials and he could talk like a million miles an hour. You know, you would have the normal sports report plus these little additions that you had and morning meetings only 15 or so minutes and you ha- you only had your spot. Right, but you knew when you had a big list of things, you were there at like ten of eight, so you could be the first person in line, so you could make sure you could get through all that stuff. 
So yeah, uh, I love doing the sports report. That was another thing that was just really fun that Tony Garvin used to do a big thing. He would cover the theater when he was doing it and he got me to do the sports report and started that. And I just love that. I loved getting up and shouting out kids' names. And, and even though, you know, I would call kids by their brother or sister's name or I would mispronounce their name or whatever. And it would end up, some of it would be like a running joke that we just said, and it'd be great because in the end of the year in senior skits, senior skits yeah. I would provide them with so much fodder because it would be like, you know, oh my gosh, Miss Hoffman said this name wrong, you know, 55 times. Um, and, but I would always want to try anything, you know, people would email me at night and say, you know, will you say this? And as long as I was pretty sure I wasn't going to say something that was going to be harmful to somebody, I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'll shout out whatever it is you want to support at the school. But I did like, you know, the Belfry kids deserve as much recognition as the athlete kids, just as I liked reporting about the JV, the third team, you know, every person was having something to do. It's not just about the varsity stars. And, and as you say, I've, I've had many students who, you know, came to me and said, you said my name today, you know, you shouted me out and they were so excited about that. Well, it became a part of the, it became part of the culture of the upper school. Uh, you know, I remember as I was you know, trying to find my way with it to a certain degree, I've since kind of turned it over to the kids. Mm -hmm. I've asked the kids to start doing it. Sure. It's just another opportunity for them to do something that they may want to do. Um, but I remember, you know, like someone would email me, you know, like JV soccer won two yesterday. And, you know, sometimes you're limited because you don't get the results until, you know, after you're, you've already done it. You know, right. Coaches, sometimes they're external, not to make excuses, but yeah, they love it. No, you have to run them down. Like, I would run them down every night. I'd know who all was playing. I would run down the people, call them, you know, ask the coaches to get to me, or I'd stop kids as I was coming in from my practice or my game and say, you know, what happened? Who was a star? And just quick jot down their names. Right. And the, um, you know, and now the advisors are the same. You know, like, yeah, make sure, could you email me the next time that happens? Because I want to be able to, you know, they would buy munchkins or they would do different things in sure. advisory. So it's become very intertwined in, you know, the lives of the upper school. So, you know, that's a, an, another one of those testaments to you and, and what you've been able to do. Um, so we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with more with Jenny Hoffman. May the fourth be with you. Start training as the Parents Committee will be hosting the Patriots Run 5K and One Mile Fun Run on Saturday, May 4th in the Preserve. Congratulations to our swimming and diving teams for winning the Interact League for the third straight season with undefeated records. And congratulations to our two basketball players, senior Izzy Casey and junior Bryce Rollerson, who scored the thousandth point of their careers this season. All right, well, we are back, uh, the Patriot Podcast, or Patriot Playbook, uh, with Jenny Hoffman. Um, I'm going to go a little bit into your coaching career. So you are one of the most successful coaches in school history. I stuck at two, it long enough. <laughs> and in two sports. So, I, I, I mean, I'm just going to start from the – how the heck – did you pull that off? <laughs> I mean, two different seasons, two varsity teams, right? The, the, the work that you were doing in the athletic office, teaching PE, um, recruiting, you know, two sports. I, I don't, you know, it's still one of those things where I, I, you know, when given the time, I scratch my head. So I think, I mean, first of all, you have to understand at the time period I started, we had required sports here at GA. Everybody had to play. And so I had a huge cadre of, girls who played hockey and lacrosse 
you know, we're going to be playing both sports and stuck with that. And there really weren't then many other options for them to pick. So it was, you know, a crew I had and got going. But I wasn't super, well, I was super successful right off the bat in hockey. That was, I just fell into that. Um, but lacrosse, it took a little more work uh, to get to where we, you know, got a really successful program. And I have to say that, you know, it's the really the student athletes that were here and the student athletes, I benefited very much by athletes that were coming in from other sports. Um, I had a lot of homegrown athletes that grew up playing here, you know, that did really well. Um, but when the girls' basketball program, like, took off with Jimmy Buckley, he brought in a lot of girls that were superstar basketball players, and he said, you know, play lacrosse or play field hockey. And these girls came out for me, and they made all the difference. And then when we had soccer, that also really contributed to lacrosse because these girls were soccer. They can run all day long. And when they would come, you know, and join the lacrosse team, even if they'd never picked up a stick, they went on to learn the game really quickly and be great players. So I think it was just having really strong players. And um, I was just fortunate enough to have some really great groups of students who would come through. And, and, and back in the day, too, girls would stick with it. Like, you know, you'd start in ninth grade and you weren't on varsity. And 10th grade, you might not be on varsity. And you may not make the varsity 11th, 12th grade. Well, now I feel like a lot of students, if they don't have that success in ninth grade, they just stop playing. Like, if I can't be a star right away, I'm not going to continue. Whereas we, we had, of course, we had four field hockey teams, four lacrosse teams. So people knew they had to work their way up. And so it made a difference that you had players that were experienced and older by the time they got to varsity. And then if you had these superstars that were obviously ninth grade and you'd had these runs where you'd get a group of kids who from ninth to 12th grade had played varsity, um, you know, we would be very, very successful and filled in with these other athletes who are not field hockey or lacrosse players that were competitors and just amazingly great. And I can just think over the years, some of our most successful teams we had were because the non, the, not their first sport people made all the difference and they were amazing and they really contributed in, in big moments, in big ways um, to the program. And I, I was just very fortunate and my, the coaches that I worked with, my assistants, of course, when I started, we didn't have assistants, you know, you were just the coach. Um, you would coach both teams, like, you know, I'd be coaching third and fourth basketball by myself, or, um, you know, third and fourth hockey would be two of us because they were more kids. They couldn't get them, you know, we had to have a second person on the bus. But uh, once I started having assistant coaches, you know, uh, Suzanne Thomas and Brooke Watson, you know, huge for the success of the program as well, you know, the, the viewpoints they brought in and just all of us working together as a team, we were just so lucky right. um, I mean, to have great players. You, I mean, you touched on it uh, you know, some of the things that are different about maybe when you started your career as opposed to now. Um, and, and culture can still be, I mean, it was always important. There has, there wasn't really as much of an emphasis put on it. Maybe like when I was a little bit younger, or maybe when you started your coaching career as it, there is now, it seems to be a very buzz, like their culture's bad. Their I never even heard good. of culture. I was like, what the heck is culture? When people talk about this, I'm like, huh? But it, it was, it was something that, just generally happened, right? So to have uh, four teams of, you know, whatever sport it was and the idea of work hard, you go to practice every day, you may not, you know, you may not be placed on the team that you want to be placed on, but you're going to continue to work hard because the ultimate goal is to be on varsity. Sure. Um, you know, and, and that is, it's, it's missing from time to time, you know, yeah. and, and the people that are the most successful today have a way to figure out how to keep those students involved, right? What is it that they're doing? 
you know, you may not be getting the playing time that you would have liked. You may not be on the team, but I like being around the players, the coaches' energy, whatever the case may be. You know, I, I feel like there were a lot of coaches, you know, I, like back in the day, right, um, that just did it. That like that was their style, right? They right. just did it. Right. There was nothing really to it. Right. You just you wanted it to be a fun experience. I mean, I loved sports. I wanted them to love sports. I wanted them to feel like coming to practice every day was a fun thing, and that we were going to do fun things. As you know, I did a lot of traveling with my teams, um, particularly lacrosse, because it just fit into the season better. Um, you know, we traveled all over the place, and like the kids looking forward to those trips and going on the trips and getting the buzz with that. And it didn't matter if you were a starter or whatever. I mostly took all the older you know, players in the trips, like, you know, seniors first and then juniors, and it didn't matter, you know, whether you were going to be a starter or not. It was about knowing that we were going to do these things, and it was about the team camaraderie and having this chance to travel and play people around the world. Um, you know, it, it made for a really fun thing to, I think, draw people and keep them in the program, and also just learning to be flexible with students who had other commitments, um, you know, no offense to soccer, but, like, the soccer outside club people are crazy, and they um, – they want your total commitment. They're like, you know, if you don't come to practice right. day, you're off my club team. And so, you know, I, at one time, you know, some of these soccer girls were playing like semi-pro soccer. They were ridiculous. And, and so I was like, okay, you can leave early because you're the fittest people out here. You don't need to stay for the running for this, for right. that. And I would sort of structure my practice. So all the skill things or what we needed to work on would get done. And then, you know, if they needed to go, they needed to go. Or, if, you know, if we had a game and we used to stay for, you know, varsity and JV, they you know, they had a game, they could just go, you, you know, you worked with them because they brought so much to the team and everybody understood that they weren't, it wasn't like they were getting out of something. They were going to work out for another three right, hours, Exactly. Right. you know, we're going home to sit and watch, uh, you know, soap operas back in the day. So. so you've touched on some of this already. So, um, I apologize ahead of time, but it's been a couple of years since you've been the head coach of, mm -hmm. of either program. Uh, what do you miss most well, what did you love most about coaching, and what do you miss the most? And it could be the same thing. Pretty much it is the same thing. It's the girls. I mean, I loved I loved it every day, like no matter how hectic it was, as you know, I was doing 100 different things. So I was like associate athletic director. I was working in admissions. I was teaching PE. I had an advisory. Um, and you'd have all these things going on and people asking you things. And the minute I walked out that door and over that bridge and to the sisters' fields, I'd be like, this is the best part of the day because I'm away from everything else. I'm with this team, these girls, they, you know, they work so hard. Um, they're so much fun to be with. I couldn't, you know, wait to get out there and be with them. And then, um, you know, it's what I miss most is, is the knowing them and seeing them grow and develop and uh, just the fun, the fun on the bus rides and the fun, you know, just before and after practice talking and chatting about things. That's really what I miss the most is that. I don't miss, we were talking about this, I think, the other day. I don't miss waking up at 2 in the morning with a knot in my stomach wondering what I could have done differently when we lost. Um, I don't miss that part, but I really miss the girls and being out there, and I loved the games. And even when I stepped down from the head coaching jobs and went to middle school, you know, I loved being on the sidelines, like, coaching in a game. I mean, I was running up and down and yelling and as excited over, you know, 6th and 7th grade, 8th um, grade players, you know, playing and, and doing well as I was in a varsity game. It's just I was not – the pressure wasn't there. You didn't feel the pressure right. of, of when you lost that it was the end of the world. In middle school, it was exciting because you were getting everybody into the game, and that's what made me happy is watching everybody get a chance to play and see people flourish that, you know, started – they'd never pick up a stick before, and, and now they're, you know, they're playing and they're really enjoying it. Yeah, you know, I I haven't coached – last season was the first season not coaching, and 
it's not for being a head coach is not for everyone, right? No. That is a hundred percent. I mean, I believe that fully. Um, but there's not, I don't know if there's anything like it. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm speaking to maybe the greatest Patriot fan of all time <laughs> uh, and becoming a fan, you know, obviously it's a little bit of a different perspective as the athletic director, but being a fan is now the best part of the day. Right. Right. Going right. and watching the kids compete. You know, wins right. and losses are great, right? Well, wins are great and losses sometimes sting even as the athletic director, but just going and watching the kids compete um, on a daily basis. Like that is the best. People ask me all the time, like, oh man, you know, what is it like dealing with this? And what is it dealing with that? But they're asking me at the game. And I said, well, I don't think about it now. This is the best right. part of my day. Absolutely. Right? Being out, you know, I loved getting out to everybody's games. And I tried, you know, I mean, when I was in season, it was a little bit harder. But I still came to Saturday games. I would get to everybody's games, just like I'd get to every single play. Um, I'd try to see people in whatever they were doing at school. Because that's what's another thing, you know, it's so great about GAs. You know all these people in the hallway. It's, you know, I went to high school. There were 654 kids in my class. I saw people on graduation day I'd never seen before in my life. And the fact that when you went down the hallway at GA and you knew all these people, and when they graduate and go through line, you know, shaking hands with the faculty, you know, I knew every person because I'd seen them in something. I mean, I'd been to see them play in sports. I'd been to see them in the theater. Um, you know, any kind of activities people were doing to get out and about. And it's great that being able to see students and then, you know, know them from the classroom or your advisory or whatever. Um, you know, that's a great part about be, at being a GA is that you can see students. And then when you're walking down the hall, you can be like, hey, that was great. I saw you play today. And it makes you feel that connection, you know, with them and, and supporting their teams when they're doing really well. Um, you know, and even when they're not doing well, saying, hey, t you know, Tough game. I was out there. I, I saw how hard that was for you. Keep but, your head up. Yeah, absolutely. You know, keep going. But being able to be out there and to know all these people, I, I think, is wonderful. Um, it's a great part of the school. Absolutely. So with that success, right, two sports, multiple seasons, um, anyone ever try to lure you away? Or did you ever have a moment where you thought, you know, uh, this is great, but I wonder if there's – if there's anything else out there for me? Nope. <laughs> I started here, and I'd say after the first year, I never looked back. It never occurred to me to look anywhere else. Um, and I think people knew that, you know, that this is where I was. And I loved everything about this place, and it would never – I would feel like a traitor if I – I would never be able to leave and coach for somebody else. You know, and I actually, since I've, you know, been out, I mean, people said, you know, some of my former players that are out at other places coaching, you know, would say, you know, do you want to come and help? I'm like, no, I could never be on another sideline other than Germantown Academy. I never occurred to me once to leave. You know, and I, think I had a lot of growth within the school. So I started as a, you know, a physical education teacher, teaching health and coaching three sports. But then I had a chance to get into administration. I started as girls athletic director. We were separate then and then from girls athletic director, we merged and sort of did everybody together. So associate athletic director, which is great because then I got to do a lot more with the boys and the whole program. And then moving into admissions and doing work with admissions. Um, I had a chance one year to, you know, take over for a little bit as a house head for a small portion of the year. So there's always chances to do new and different things. So I never felt stagnant like, you know, is it, you know, this is the same thing every day. And it's never the same thing. Like in physical education, I mean, every year you might teach the same activity, to people, but the class is always different, and it's always, you know, so much fun um, with new people, and so it always makes it a new experience. So I never felt the need to go anywhere else because I loved it here, and I loved the support we had here. 
maybe the most unsurprising answer of all time, right? Like <laughs> I, I had to ask though. Yeah, I had no, to ask. Absolutely. Um, so we didn't practice this, um, but what a tremendous segue. Um, we are in the 40th year of girls sports in the Interact League. We're celebrating the 40th yep. year. Um, so when I say that, and you talk about being the girls' athletic director, then becoming associate athletic director, but when I say that for someone who was here when it started, mm-hmm. uh, can, can you sum up what that means to you? Um, I think it's been really special for me to be here from sort of the beginning of that, from coaching for a number of years, because I, I started in 76, 77. So it wasn't until 1983 that the league became official and we started you know, competition um, as a league. And so, you know, we played our games and went home and it didn't really matter. I mean, it, it did matter. I mean, obviously we cared how we, we played, but there was no championship. You were playing for something. Um, and to see the league start and to be in at the ground floor of that and the discussions that took place, um, both with the boys league and the girls league and working through that and being two separate leagues and then having the leagues merge. Um, it's really been a special experience to watch that the league grow and, and to see how all of us working together to have the best possible experience for our students, because that's what we all want is for our students to have the best athletic experience, um, has been amazing. And it's really been um, a great thing to see something grow from, you know, here it was, we had didn't have any league, and then we had a girls' league, and it was very different from the boys' league. Um, but to watch that grow and be very successful, and then the merging of the two leagues, and that had its rocky bits, you know, in the – start as well uh, with the leagues merging and then um, you know to see it really flourish into something that's great with the interact website and all these different interact things that we're doing and the activities we have for the students um, and and uh, things like the um, interact you know players at the end of the year that started out as a thing the girls were doing and now we do with the boys and the girls you know really a great thing to see everybody coming together so it's it's been very special let alone uh, you know it's worth adding Right, and your all sports are your sports, but your sports specifically, field hockey and lacrosse. We're fortunate that many of the teams in our league, even though it's small, are very, very good. Oh, but we're the, the hotbed here. Are you but kidding? The there? girls lacrosse league and the girls field hockey league are known all over the whole as, country as one of the strong i mean and it's only nine it's only seven schools yep right i mean it's known as one of the if not the strongest league in both sports um you know and and you know to be part of that from the beginning and see it, what it's turned into um you know I, I'm, I'm doing it a disservice but it has to be unbelievably gratifying oh absolutely and you know when you go to see division one you know games and watch people play any given roster was filled with interact girls you know on the no matter who you were going to see play I mean I'd be going to see my players play but there's girls from Episcopal and girls from Notre Dame and girls from Springside you know Irwin's everywhere um you know everybody in the league you'd be seeing people um and it's so exciting and you think about somebody like Ashley Sessa who's uh going to be in Paris from Episcopal and you know watching her play and um seeing her be able to go on, you know, now and be in the Olympics, that hockey finally, U.S. hockey has gotten back into the Olympics. We've not done so well there as far as qualifying, but we're going to be in Paris. I mean, that's just so exciting for the league. Um, and, and to know that, you know, our girls are out there playing all over the country and they're known, you know, for how successful they are and 
how strong hockey and lacrosse are here. And of course, this area was the hotbed. I mean, it, it, lacrosse and hockey developed in this area um, at the schools, you know, like Bryn Mawr, you know, getting things going. And so it's always been a strong area. But our league is just filled with some of the best players you'll find anywhere. And, and that's, an, an, you know, just another piece of the puzzle. One of the things that I've learned a lot from you, um, not, and it's not to say that you are not competitive at all, but you, in a very interesting way, can be all GA, all GA all the time, right? Like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine myself in another uniform on another sideline, right? That's your quote. Right. But yet still see the bigger picture, right? Like that we are part of a league and that the league is important and that the success of the league actually shines positively on Germantown Academy as being part of that league. And that's another one of those things that, you know, from time to time we're missing, right? That there's, there is a duality there and, and it can be what's best for Germantown Academy and what's also best for the league and what's best for the league can also be what's best for Germantown Academy. Absolutely. And you've got to take pride in the fact that even if your team's not number one, that you're playing against somebody who's number one, not only number one in the league, but maybe number one in the nation or, you know, um, and have an opportunity, what an opportunity to compete against people of that caliber, um, you know, to test yourself. I mean, that's an honor. And, and I was always thrilled to play, you know, the top teams in the league. And, and we always had a good camaraderie, you know, between the coaches. It was not some like, you know, hated rivalry with these people where you didn't want to talk. They were good friends of mine. And I was certainly thrilled to be able to play them and talk with them and, you know, and be, I'm proud for how successful their players are. Um, you know, it's a great thing to watch people be at the top of their game. Um, and as much as I want to see all the GA boys at the top of their game, um, I still appreciate talent wherever it is. Right. Well, listen, I, I just want to, I just want to wrap up with, uh, and I believe I'm speaking for a lot of people when I say this, thank you. Um, thank you for all that you've done for GA. Thank you for what you continue to do for GA. Um, thousands and thousands and thousands of lives you've touched in a positive way. Um, you've shown and lived the true meaning of sports, right? That they can be fun, that they can be competitive, but they're also a vehicle for lifelong success. Um, and for me personally, all that you've done for me, um, you know, you were involved in the decision to bring me here as a history teacher and a baseball coach. You were also involved in the decision uh, for that promotion to become the, uh, the AD at Germantown Academy. And, uh, you know, my, my family and I will be forever grateful for that. So thank you very much. Well, thank you. It's been an honor to be here and, and a pleasure always to work with you, Tim. Uh, you know, I, I love GA, so um, this has been wonderful. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Patriot Playbook as much as I did. Um, I hope you uh, tune in for our next episode where we will be dis uh, having a conversation with our ice hockey coach and our wrestling coach. Have a great day.